chapter one hundred and two of the adventures of peregrine pickle volume two by tobias smollett this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one hundred and two peregrine reconciles himself to the lieutenant and renews his connection with society divers plans are projected in his behalf and he has occasion to exhibit a remarkable proof of self-denial the captain with reluctance yielded the preference in this particular to jack who was immediately invited to a conference by a note subscribed with pickle's own hand he was found at the prison gate waiting for gauntlet to know the issue of his negotiation he no sooner received this summons than he set all his sails and made the best of his way to his friend's apartment being admitted by the turnkey in consequence of peregrine's request communicated by the messenger who carried the billet pipes followed close in the wake of his shipmate and in a few minutes after the note had been dispatched peregrine and gauntlet heard the sound of the stump ascending the wooden staircase with such velocity that they at first mistook it for the application of drumsticks to the head of an empty barrel this uncommon speed however was attended with a misfortune he chanced to overlook a small defect in one of the steps and his prop plunging into a hole he fell backwards to the imminent danger of his life tom was luckily at his back and sustained him in his arms so as that he escaped without any other damage than the loss of his wooden leg which was snapped in the middle by the weight of his body in falling and such was his impatience that he would not give himself the trouble to disengage the fractured member unbuckling the whole equipage in a trice he left it sticking in the crevice saying a rotten cable was not worth heaving up and in this natural state of mutilation hopped into the room with infinite expedition peregrine taking him cordially by the hand seated him upon one side of his bed and after having made an apology for that reserve of which he had so justly complained asked if he could conveniently accommodate him with the loan of twenty guineas the lieutenant without opening his mouth pulled out his purse and pipes who overheard the demand applying the whistle to his lips performed a loud overture in token of his joy matters being thus brought to an accommodation our hero told the captain that he should be glad of his company at dinner with their common friend hatchway if he would in the meantime leave him to the ministry of pipes and the soldier went away for the present in order to pay a short visit to his uncle who at that time languished in a declining state of health promising to return at the appointed hour the lieutenant having surveyed the dismal appearance of his friend could not help being moved at the spectacle and began to upbraid him with his obstinate pride which he swore was no better than self-murder but the young gentleman interrupted him in the course of his moralizing by telling him he had reasons for his conduct which perhaps he would impart in due season but at present his design was to alter that plan of behaviour and make himself some amends for the misery he had undergone he accordingly sent pipes to redeem his clothes from the pawnbroker's wardrobe and bespeak something comfortable for dinner when godfrey came back he was very agreeably surprised to see such a favourable alteration in his externals for by the assistance of his valet he had purified himself from the dregs of his distress and now appeared in a decent suit with clean linen while his face was disencumbered of the hair 
that overshadowed it and his apartment prepared for the reception of company they enjoyed their meal with great satisfaction entertaining one another with a recapitulation of their former adventures at the garrison in the afternoon gauntlet taking his leave in order to write a letter to his sister at the desire of his uncle who finding his end approaching wanted to see her without loss of time peregrine made his appearance on the bear and was complimented on his coming abroad again not only by his old messmates who had not seen him for many weeks but by a number of those objects whom his liberality had fed before his funds were exhausted hatchway was by his interest with the warden put in possession of his former quarters and pipes dispatched to make inquiry about crabtree at his former lodging where he learned that the misanthrope after a very severe fit of illness was removed to kensington gravel pits for the convenience of breathing a purer air than that of london in consequence of this information peregrine who knew the narrowness of the old gentleman's fortune next day desired his friend gauntlet to take the trouble of visiting him in his name with a letter in which he expressed great concern for his indisposition gave him notice of the fortunate intelligence he had received from the downs and conjured him to make use of his purse if he was in the least hampered in his circumstances the captain took coach immediately and set out for the place according to the direction which pipes had procured cadwallader having seen him at bath knew him again at first sight and though reduced to a skeleton believed himself in such a fair way of doing well that he would have accompanied him to the fleet immediately had he not been restrained by his nurse who was by his physician invested with full authority to dispute and oppose his will in everything that she should think prejudicial to his health for he was considered by those who had the care of him as an old humorist not a little distempered in his brain he inquired particularly about the sailors who he said had deterred him from carrying on his usual correspondence with pickle and been the immediate cause of his indisposition by terrifying him into a fever understanding that the breach between pickle and hatchway was happily cemented and that he was no longer in any danger from the lieutenant's resentment he promised to be at the fleet with the first convenient opportunity and in the meantime wrote an answer to peregrine's letter importing that he was obliged to him for his offer but had not the least occasion for his assistance in a few days our adventurer recovered his vigour complexion and vivacity he mingled again in the diversions and parties of the place and he received in a little time the money he had lent upon bottomry which together with the interest amounted to upwards of eleven hundred pounds the possession of this sum while it buoyed up his spirits involved him in perplexity sometimes he thought it was incumbent on him as a man of honour to employ the greatest part of it in diminishing the debt for which he suffered on the other hand he considered that obligation effaced by the treacherous behaviour of his creditor who had injured him to ten times the value of the sum and in these sentiments entertained thoughts of attempting his escape from prison with a view of conveying himself with the shipwreck of his fortune to another country in which he might use it to better advantage 
both suggestions were attended with such doubts and difficulties that he hesitated between them and for the present laid out a thousand pounds in stock the interest of which together with the fruits of his own industry he hoped would support him above want in his confinement until something should occur that would point out the expediency of some other determination gauntlet still insisted upon having the honour of obtaining his liberty at the expense of taking up his notes to gleanham and exhorted him to purchase a commission with part of the money which he had retrieved the lieutenant affirmed that it was his privilege to procure the release of his cousin pickle because he enjoyed a very handsome sum by his aunt which of right belonged to the young gentleman to whom he was moreover indebted for the use of his furniture and for the very house that stood over his head and that although he had already made a will in his favour he should never be satisfied nor easy in his mind so long as he remained deprived of his liberty and wanted any of the conveniences of life cadwallader who by this time assisted at their councils and was best acquainted with the peculiarity and unbending disposition of the youth proposed that seeing he was so averse to obligations mr hatchway should purchase of him the garrison with its appendages which at a moderate price would sell for more money than would be sufficient to discharge his debts that if the servile subordination of the army did not suit his inclinations he might with his reversion buy a comfortable annuity and retire with him to the country where he might live absolutely independent and entertain himself as usual with the ridiculous characters of mankind this plan was to pickle less disagreeable than any other project which as yet had been suggested and the lieutenant declared himself ready to execute his part of it without delay but the soldier was mortified at the thoughts of seeing his assistance unnecessary and eagerly objected to the retirement as a scheme that would blast the fairest promises of fame and fortune and bury his youth and talents in solitude and obscurity this earnest opposition on the part of gauntlet hindered our adventurer from forming any immediate resolution which was also retarded by his unwillingness to part with the garrison upon any terms because he looked upon it as a part of his inheritance which he could not dispose of without committing an insult upon the memory of the deceased commodore End of chapter one hundred and two